Hello, and welcome to the Any Given Thursday podcast. I'm Max. As always with me is Big Red himself, the uh, titillating Tuscan, the beast of Baltimore, David Bloomquist. Say hello to the people, David. How are you doing? Thanks for the introduction, Max. You're well, welcome. I appreciated that. Uh, we are through match week five of the Europa and Europa Conference Leagues. More teams have qualified. More are eliminated. More seek top spot in their group and avoid the dreaded playoff with teams from the higher division. And as we did on Wednesday, why don't we start with Group H? Yeah, group H, one of those groups that had a team qualify today. Indeed. Barak Barosh, they faced Monaco at home today. That one ended 1-1. Max, you want to take us through that game real quick? Yeah, it was a game that saw Monaco get off to a fast start. Ben Yedder had a couple of, had a basically a double chance. What was a triple chance for the team? A double chance for Ben Yedder on a counterattack. One where he can't quite believe he didn't score, but he quickly made up for it in the 31st minute. He got a low ball in, uh, into the box. He back heels it cheekily into the bottom corner. Quite a remarkable goal from from the talisman making up for that miss, but Ferencvaros pushes. Eventually, they respond late into the game in the 82nd minute through Zachariasen, and then at death, basically the last kick of the game, Monaco has a deep free kick swung in. Basically, I don't recall the player, but he has a flick on header. The goalkeeper sort of in no man's land between the goal and the defensive line. A flick would have sent them sent them to uh, first place in the group. I believe. Yeah. Um, it would have. Well, no, actually. Well, they would have been... I think they still would have been behind. Because they, they both would have been, been on points. nine points. Yeah, but Ferencvaros beat Monaco by one goal. Oh, you're right. And even with so that goal swing... difference... No, with that swing, they goal difference would be tied and then be goal scored. So Ferencvaros would still be on ahead. Yeah, you're right. But they now the chance of finishing top is gone for Monaco. And they're not even assured of qualifying. Because mm-hmm. now they sit three points off first. Obviously, they can't hit that target anymore. Yeah. They can't pass Ferencvaros anymore with the result today, but they could still finish with 10 points, which would see them clear of Trabzonspor and Bell and Red Star, who have six points, and played each other today as well. Um, Red Star 2, Trabzonspor 1. Another bit of a dramatic one. Uh, Red Star got us off with a 37th-minute goal. It was a great hit. Uh, Katai has the ball squared to him, hits with his right foot first time, smashes it top corner, it's a beauty, but just after Trabzonspor responds through Bacasetas, the 39th minute, free kick from a decent way out, but at first it looked like a mistake from the keeper, or maybe a Juninho swerve. In fact, it just sort of hits off the wall. The wall doesn't do its job there. If you hit it with that much contact, you should be clearing the ball. Yeah. It was a weak effort, but Red Star get their winner in the 64th minute from Pesic. It was a tap-in close range after a really good ball into the box. Red Star finished with the better XG, um, didn't blow it was traps on sport otherwise water, pretty but, even yeah. I'd say uh, but a key for them as they stay in the hunt for qualification they had to win this one next week they'll host Monaco and traps on sport will host Fenech Vados mm-hmm. obviously already qualifying in first maybe they rotate a little bit maybe that's an, another advantage for traps on sport but Monaco in this group does technically have a uh, first say Yep. If Monaco win, if they win, they are through against Red Star. They are through. Yeah, but, I think. Yeah, and they're at home. 
Which means, of course, no home advantage. Yes. <laughs> but um, it's really it's, it's going to come down to clutch performances next week for, for, for three of these teams. Yeah, and if Trabzonspor and Red Star win right now, it's total goal scored is the tiebreaker. So we can Very get really deep into those tiebreakers if they both are the two teams to win. Uh, which would also send Monaco out of the competition totally. And out the of conference Europe. league. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I meant. That's to what's so exciting Europe. about this, yeah. Because yeah. third place, you know, Trabzon Sport is in third as it stands, but pretty much anything anything could happen next week. Um yeah. you'd like I think you'd probably favor Trabzon Sport to win with Fenich Vados not rotating. Yeah. Fenich Vados would probably rotate pretty yeah. heavily. It's in Trabzon. So they'll have the advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Star, uh, if I'm Monaco, I'm not. I'm concerned. Con- yeah, Monaco have been out of form it domestically as well. And Red Star are finally kind of coming around in this competition, looking like the team we expected them to be. So I would not be assured of getting three points if I'm Monaco. Yeah. But, it, yeah. but it'll, anyway, it'll be interesting. We'll be here to cover it all. Mm-hmm. And we'll break it down. We'll have all the permutations on tiebreakers. Yeah, once, once we, we figure that shit out this weekend. Yeah, we kind of got to go through and shift through all the possibilities yeah. to figure it out. We'll stay tuned for our Wednesday show for that. You know where we might not need as many tiebreakers? Where? Uh, group G. Oh, interesting. Because Freiburg already won the group. Well and clear. 13 points through five games. Karabag with seven. Nantes with six. Olympiakos. Finally put out of their misery, eliminated with just the two. But let's start in Freiburg, where Olympiakos actually played their first decent game of the group stage, you'd have to say. Mm-hmm. Freiburg won, Olympiakos won. Uh, Arabi got Olympiakos off to a flying start in the 17th minute, and then should really have scored another one on a counter, on a counter minutes later. But Masuras uh, puts it into the side netting after kind of rounding the keeper. Yeah, he did the hard part. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get the finish, though. Couldn't get the, his foot wrapped around the... But, I mean, really, they should have, based on the first 30 minutes or so of the game, they had a couple of those mm-hmm. uh, really pasty counterattacks in which you might have backed them to score on another one. I think yeah. that shows up in the XG, too. They had a 2.02 XG in this game. I feel like a lot of that. I think a lot of that was in the first half. Yeah, wouldn't it have been surprised if they had three. I think if yeah, uh, they could, they should have probably been two nil up at, at least in the yeah. first stage of the game. I think when you look at the actual chances that they had, you're sitting there thinking, how do they not have two? Yeah. Maybe three, or even like, I mean, four would have been a lot, but mm-hmm. it wasn't totally out of the question with the quality of shots they were getting off. Right, and they came to rue the misses because in the second half, Freiburg completely dominated. They had pretty mm-hmm. much all the chances. Yeah. Uh, ended up with 20 shots, 8 on target. And finally, after trying just about everything you can try on a pitch, the Kubler heads home for the home side from a, from a corner. And you have to feel a little bit for the Olympiacos keeper. Yeah. What's his oh, fucking name? incredible today. He, he looked for a while like he was, he was just having one of those games where you're just like, where he's just not going to be beaten. You know what I mean? But uh, they couldn't do anything about the header. Yeah, Peshlakis And you have to say it's deserved just... from Freiburg. But mm-hmm. it hurts because, you know, with a win here, they would have stayed in contention uh, for that third spot. And even, like, with a win, t- I don't, not for Karabai because I lost, didn't they? But they would have been in contention for for third still. Yeah. And so, now they're now they're totally out of Europe. Now they're out of Europe. Yeah. Uh, but Peshlakis, the keeper, he was one of the early front runners for Player of the Week 
Mm. Not even team of the week, just player of the week. He mm-hmm. was incredible today. But, yeah, they still found a way past him. Say la vie. Speaking of la vie, <laughs> la vie. transition. It's it's Nans. No. It's Carabag. Nans winning 2-1 late, dramatically, from a 95th minute goal from Ganago uh, off the bench. She finds the bottom quarter with a really nice finish. And... This looked like it was going to be the draw, a draw for the longest time, which would have sealed Carabag going through this week. Blas for Nans opened the score in the 16th minute. It's an enormous mistake from the keeper, mm-hmm. who has been so good in this tournament. Yeah, he has been. He's been really, What's really good. I, saw you, I see you trying not to have to pronounce it. I don't even know what it is. Mahamad Aliyev. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. a fun one. He's been on uh, the team of the week that we published yeah. before. Um, he plays really all fun. their cup competitions and then is not their starter in oh really domestically yeah interesting uh but you know we were listening to the broadcast they were like oh the backup keeper and they weren't saying his name so we were mm. like oh man is there someone else in yeah. there like because he's they, been really good in the cups it's today. a huge mistake for him but, though he basically just passes it straight to non the non's player mm-hmm. i don't recall if it was blas or if it was passed on to blas from there but blas basically uh, finishes into the corner from the from the top of the yeah, box, which is a strike. good finish. It's a great strike. You think, yeah? I mean, it's you think the chance is maybe gone if he doesn't he doesn't carry it into the box further. But nice finish, terrible mistake mistake from the keeper. The uh, Azerbaijanis level it up from a 56 minute penalty. Ozabich uh, finishes from the spot, and then they hit an absolute belter of a free kick soon thereafter but it's hammered off the bar. And it looked from then they were the more likely to take the three points here um, or at least seal seal the knockout rounds with, with a, a draw. draw. But then, as we said, off the bench, Ganago, in front of a raucous home crowd, keeps Nans alive for qualification. They have at least sealed third now, mm-hmm. which means we'll be seeing more from them no matter what, which is great for them, even if they can't keep up with this and the league, it seems. Yeah. Um, but It yeah. seems like they're kind of moving back into the right direction. They've been playing better in the league, should have beat Nice, uh, and then, you know, today they were much better than they looked in at Quarabag. Mm-hmm. You know, so at least they, the performances have picked up, even if the results are still not sure. always there. And uh, Ganaga has been on a little run of form, and that's so crucial for them, having somebody on the right side who can create something to actually <laughs> yeah. do anything. The dreaded right side. Yeah, because... Now you actually have to worry a little bit about what's going on on that half of the field yeah. when you play null. And uh, Carabag will feel a little up against it now. They host Freiburg next week, who, of course, are qualified and yeah. will rotate. And it's a long and way it's to a go. Home, and they have a good home record in this in the group so far. Mm-hmm. So you still, I'd still probably favor Carabag to win that game. But if they drop any points, Nans' trip to Olympiacos will mm-hmm. decide the fate of both these teams moving yeah. forward. And Olympiacos is not going to be as easy a place to go. They looked a lot better today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, the quality gap should be enough for Nolan. You have to favor them. Mm-hmm. I still think Carabag will go through, you think though. Carabag winning? I have no idea who's going to go through in Group F. No. <laughs> Lazio and Sturmgras atop with eight. Feyenoord and Michelin behind with five apiece. Sturmgras, another dramatically a winner in the competition. 93rd minute. Uh, winner to beat Feyenoord today, uh, despite a pretty even game, you'd say, throughout. This group continues to be awesome. And it was the captain for Sturmgras, Kid- Kiddishvili. Kiddishvili, the Georgian, mm-hmm. 
Georgia's are having a moment. Yeah, it was the sort of set, it was last gasp free kick thumped into the box. It was the second phase of free kick. It falls to falls to Kiddish Philly. He sort of chests it down, left foots it past a bunch of defenders and the keeper into the into the back of the net. It was a really classy finish and move from him. And what an enormous win in front of their their really ecstatic home yeah. support. The game had to start a few minutes late to let all the smoke from the yeah. pregame Nobody could fucking see. disperse. But. Yeah, and like I said, it was really tight. A lot of half chances, you feel, that mm-hmm. don't really show up on you know shots or XG, but it felt very competitive and balanced. Yeah, Feyenoord were definitely the team that was in more control of possession and territory, but... Mm-hmm. And seemed Sturm more Graz likely to really... score to me for a while. Yeah. Sturmgras did look dangerous on the break, though. Mm-hmm. So, I thought this could have gone either way. A draw would have been very fair. For sure. But... And more in, more in keeping with how this group was yes. playing out. And maybe more fun. But, yeah, well, this it's huge for Sturmgras, and it's tough for Feyenoord, because they're they're in trouble now. You know, they're they're still... Technically in third, but they got Lazio coming to town next week, mm-hmm. who again have clinched nothing. Yes, so, and Lazio on the road in Europe so far has not yep, been very good. Not very good. So that takes us to Lazio 2, Michelin 1. Lazio get some modicum of revenge for their thrashing and the reverse yes. fixture in Denmark. Uh, Michelin did actually open the scoring, though, from Isaacson. It was another mistake in the back, this time from... Uh, I can't remember the lot. Which yeah. lot? Uh, yeah. So he he. How do you describe this? He's like he's he's on the right side of the pitch, right? Yeah. Trying to play the opposite center back over a striker right in the middle, and he instead just passes it right to the striker, <laughs> like <laughs> chest it down, and yeah, it was it was ugly. But Milinkovic Savic leveled the leveled in the thirty sixth. Ball pops out to them at the edge of the box. He passes into the opposite corner, classy as always mm-hmm. from the skipper. And then there's big chances in the beginning of the second half. Each has a go off the crossbar. And then Pedro comes on and tidies the game up for Lazio. First touch. First of touch game. of the game. Two minutes after coming on. Cleans up a cutback that ricochets to him. And then you know, he has another disallowed goal for offside. Michelin have an offside disallowed goal. <laughs> so there's a lot going on in this game, as there is in Lazio games. Michelin, I was shocked to see, only had .34 XG in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of feels yes, like something... Yes, Lazio for sure had the better of the play and deserved to win. Yeah. but And their XG was 1.15. I would expect that to be bigger, too. Mm-hmm. I do think we had... I mean, Lazio's goal, if you looked at... Um, since we get our XG numbers from FOTMOB, that was only a .03 XG. Mm. So I think that kind of captured a lot of the shots that both teams were taking. And that Michelin have taken this whole competition, really. Is that you're taking a lot of low, low percentage shots, yeah. but you're taking them well. I guess it just right, felt so I like... I think the quality of the finishes is higher than XG would normally account for. To me, it felt just... like Lazio, though. I think probably you felt this way, too. Mm-hmm. Was that they had... We weren't quite sure how they didn't manage to score a third in this game. Yeah, they, and, were, they came really so close. So I guess it's not... It wasn't per actual attempts on target that mm-hmm. went wanting. It was sort of not kind of snatching at stuff and not quite finding the right Which combination. Which is, is a typical issue for Lazio. I mean is like kind of just not being able to get that last pass mm-hmm. into the goal, or into the shot. Yeah. Uh, and then, but other than that disallowed goal for Michelin, you felt Lazio were pretty well in control in the second half. You yeah. just never feel safe with them. No, I really <laughs> thought Michelin were going to find a way to get Yeah, especially after the second, after Pedro's second was ruled off. Yeah, because Michelin went right back, and yeah. that's when they had that offside goal, which was very close Yeah, as well. So Yeah. 
A bit um, unlucky for them. But yeah, Lazio deserved a win. Yeah. I do think we should credit Sarri. I thought Lazio were set up really well for this game. Mm-hmm. And the subs he made were obviously great. Uh, Pedro, immediate impact and really sparked the entire front three's attack for the end of the game. And we got to see Luca Romero, who showed a lot of strength and maturity in the way he played for a 17-year-old. And I thought it was a really good sub to see him get some game time mm-hmm. in a place where you want the win, but a draw basically accomplishes the same thing. Sure. Because you still need to win on the last day. Yeah. And so there's not a ton of pressure on him, but he's also able to play against guys who are very good. Yeah. You know, so I thought that was good moves by Sarri today, and he deserves some credit. Michelin technically sits in last, sharing the same point total as Feyenoord, on goal, but on goal difference, they're one goal goal behind. Yeah. Kind of funny about this group is that the two teams on tied for first mm-hmm. have negative goal difference and the two teams tied for last. Very strange. Goal difference. Very strange. Um, but yeah, Feyenoord, or excuse me, Michelin faces off against Sturmgras next week. A win there could see them shoot right back up this table. Mm-hmm. And you're going to want to pay attention to the goal differences yeah. on the last day, too, because it could come down to that if Feyenoord and Michelin win. Yeah. And again, we'll have all this preview for you uh, on Wednesday's pod next yes. week, which is going to be a doozy, I think. Oof, a lot of math involved in <laughs> that We're going one. to be, yeah, it's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> it's going to be just like my seventh grade math class. But that's what, we, that's what we don't get paid or have listeners for, B. Group E. Real Sociedad. Top with 15 points. Manchester United also qualified with 12. Sheriff Tiraspol with three, clinching third and Conference League appearance and Ammonia Nicosia eliminated from the competition. Let's start in Manchester with United having a very comfortable 3-0 win over Sheriff. Goals from Dallow, Rashford, and Ronaldo. Just barely Ronaldo. It took him a few chances. We'll talk about Ronaldo. United out-XG'd Sheriff 2.61 to 0 do we sure, have had to talk about Ronaldo? zero chances? No, we don't. I'm <laughs> gonna say I'm just gonna say here. There's really nothing to say here. Sheriff literally had zero xG, so it was never in doubt. Yeah. And Ronaldo, which I think we wa- enjoyed watching him struggle a lot, snatch yeah. at chances like he has been in the second half, because and he's just like so fucking desperate to score, and he is so it's, impotent. It's almost sad. It's yeah. But. And there was one one in particular in which he basically if he plays a through ball. Sort of like into oh, it's a diagonal ball through the easy lines. Goal. It's a tap in. Instead, he takes, he holds it, takes an outside touch, and tries to curl it instead of just placing it. Mm-hmm. He was still in a good position to score. Blast it over. Great yeah. fun. He did, did eventually get a tap in, so laddied up. But we should have Sheriff been one of the most disappointing teams. No, I don't think so. I feel like they have been. I, I mean, what, they don't have anybody they had last year. Like I didn't expect much from them. Yeah, I actually thought, been... other than today, their defensive record's been pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they've been, they've been tough to score against. I know they've conceded 10 goals, but though it's been hard to score against them. After their first performance against Ammonia, I think everybody kind of thought, oh, you know, maybe they can at least make things interesting mm-hmm. in one of the games they've had against the two big teams, and they've just been thoroughly You know what? I said they thoroughly went, I said they went through on... They went through third. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that is the case. I think it's case. just going to be really... It's just basically, because it's not official, but Sheriff won 3-0 at Ammonia. Yeah, Ammonia mm-hmm. have to win by three. So they have to win by three... Uh, and if qualify, Ammonia do win by three, they will qualify, jump yeah. over Sheriff from goal difference. But Seems unlikely. Yeah, the way Ammonia have been playing as well, that's yeah. also very unlikely. Ammonia lost 2-0 at home to Sociedad today. This was also not very interesting. Navarro and Bryce Mendes scored 
and this was also pretty comfortable here. Two good, decent goals from the Spaniards, and I think that's all we really need to say about this. Yeah, Group B is just going to come down the last day for first and third. Yeah, yeah. so pretty much United travels to uh, Sociedad, and they have San to win Sebastian, by two? two goals because yes. they lost by one, and the goal difference is in Sociedad's favor, so mm-hmm. if United wins by two, they'll go through. Yeah. Top, if not Sociedad goes through top, and again, if Sheriff doesn't lose by three goals, they'll go they'll through go. to the Conference League. A group that has been a little more up and down, I would say, than Group E. Group D, after today's results, Union, Sancho Wa, have yeah, qualified okay, for first. Okay, like easy there, yeah. Gotta cl- clarify your Unions. Yeah. Uh, and second place is Union, Berlin. Which one? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So how could they both be first? I know, it's pretty crazy. So Sancho Wa, 13 points, Berlin on 9, Braga very much still in it on 7 points, and Malmo rounding up the group, uh, zero points. So let's go to East Berlin then. Mm-hmm. Union gets their third consecutive one nil victory. Or Braga from a 68th minute pen- penalty, which we have to say is a little unfortunate for the Braga player because mm-hmm. it comes off sort of like his shoulder or something. Yeah, just kind of the lower back half down of his arm onto his arm. And yeah, they're definitely giving that. But it's the kind of thing like if it had deflected off. An Union player or something and fell onto that part of the arm, you'd probably be like, that shouldn't be a penalty. Yeah. But because um, it's coming from your own body. They have to give it. it. Yeah. And frankly, Union deserved to win, I think. Braga were pretty tepid. They didn't really offer anything. Mm-hmm. Five shots, 0.1 XG, 0.18 XG. But here's a fun stat. Not only have Union won three straight 1-0 games, mm-hmm. their first two games they lost 1-0. So all five of their games in this group stage have finished 1-0. All I'm going to take a bold prediction and say their last game's going to finish 1-0. <laughs> Literally all of them. I mean, that's wild, right? Yeah. They scored three goals and conceded two. <laughs> wow. Uh, for context, St. Jolaz has scored 11 and conceded six. And Braga's uh, scored seven and conceded six. Yeah. So, how about that? It was, in this game, it was a little disappointing from Braga's perspective, for just sure. how little they offered. Yeah. One of the big talking points coming in... They almost seem I like they're playing in, for the draw, didn't yeah. they? One of the big talking points in like the mass media to people that are have a much bigger audience than us was Vitinha, the 22-year-old who's been so good for Braga this year. Already equaled his point or his goal tally from last year. Is he Portuguese or Brazilian? I believe he's Portuguese. Mm-hmm. I think he's just Portuguese. Um, but he's been really, really good this year, and people have just now started throwing his name around there as like the next... Darwin Nunez or Luis Diaz, the next player to come from Portugal and immediately contribute, probably jumping the gun a little bit, right? But it was kind of disappointing to see him not get, like, a single touch. Like, he was barely involved. Union will do that to you sometimes, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, they, you don't want to, you you never want to be that negative against Union, you feel. Um, But in the other half of the group, Malmo lost at home, nil two to St. Gilles. I've been very impressed with St. Joe was is sort of, po- po- they're just poised. They have yeah. composure and they're poised. Mm-hmm. They sort of act like they've been here before, even though they haven't been in Europe for 58 years. Wow. And they just sort of go about their business in a, in a with a level of confidence that's pretty rare for newcomers. Mm-hmm. And they have players who've been there before, but there's just something about being on a team that hasn't been there before that usually it can be tough to overcome. But like you said, they've been really really good in their approach and really calm. Yeah. Poise is a good adjective to use there. Uh, Teddy Tuma continues to be just incredible instead of, I mean, he created the second goal. He got the assist for that and he actually scored one for himself 
What a yeah. selfish player. <laughs> but, yeah, he's been kind of their star this this group stage, hasn't he? Yeah, he's turned himself into a little bit of a household name in the yeah. Europa League households. And, but, uh, uh, yeah. and he's Maltese, which is just fun. That's just fun. That's Nobody's just fun. Maltese. Yeah. But yeah, nothing to really say about Malmo here. They actually did try to attack some today, and they offered a little bit. But I thought it was one of their better games. Yeah, they had 17 shots. Yeah. It wasn't like, even though the scoreline was worse than the Union games, it yeah. felt like they were more... It's just not their they year. They offered more this yeah. year. It's yeah. just not their year. It has, this is a tough group. It hasn't mm-hmm. happened for them. Yeah. And, yeah, we'll revisit them next year, unless they don't qualify for Europe, which is very possible yeah. at this stage. In which case, we'll see you in two years, Melba. Group C... Real Betis. I have to say Real. Yeah, to be authentic. Okay, okay Nico. <laughs> to be authentic. Real Betis has won the group with 13 points. Ludogorets and Roma sit on seven, with Ludogorets ahead on head-to-head. And HJK eliminated with one. Ludogorets nil. Real Betis. Uh, nil. Um, uh, one. One. Yeah, not <clears throat> uh, they did win this game. Goal from Fekir... In the 56th minute, very strange goal. You have yeah. to say, Ludogorets kind of dominated the first half. They had a bunch of chances, and I felt they were pretty unlucky not to score. They really had no business losing this game. Betis offered a modicum more after the goal in the second period, but, I mean, Betis didn't really turn up to play today, They but they kind of got yeah, away with it. they did not offer a ton in this yeah. game. but They got away with it. Got one really good chance and took it. Yeah. That's all you need if you're a team like Batiste. Indeed. And, yeah, the goal was just like a strange... I don't even know how to describe it. Like, they, someone, one of the, I think it was the right back or something, Ludogorets, yeah. right, didn't hold a line. One of the F- worst lines you Really, really terrible. Yeah. And Fakir just sort of slipped in behind. No one was sure if it was live or not. It was just like a weird, like, not good feeling goal. Yeah. But it, Batiste, to the victor go the... Weird and unpleasant goals. Yeah. Uh, they're also in their absolutely putrid orange away kit, which oh, I yeah, fucking hate that really kit. Bad. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's one of the worst kits I've ever seen. I didn't do a bottom five kits this week, but they would have been on it. It's a disgrace, dude. It's a total disgrace. Yeah. Uh, speaking of disgraces, Roma. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the pitch. Yeah, no, it's Roma. <laughs> uh, they managed to go to HJK and... According to Jose Mourinho, they were not playing football. They were playing another sport because it was on an artificial turf. Such a douche. Said that before the game uh, in his kind of speech to the Roma players. But it didn't Making matter. Making sure to give them an excuse is always a good good yeah. management style. It didn't matter because Roma do pick up the three points. Undeservedly. Although, it was pretty controversial toward the end there. Uh, do you remember what minute it was that HJK scored... An absolute screamer, right? Was that this game? Or am I? No, no, no. You're yeah. totally right. It was this yeah, game. Do you it was, what uh, was? I, if I recall, then I don't recall. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was because it's not up on the. Oh, that's cool. But it's not on the thing. Oh, it isn't on the thing. It's that's the weird. Thing. We'll keep talking while I find it. Okay. Well, <laughs> so it's from a corner. Balls put in, bounced out by Roma. Get their heads to it. They think they cleared it. Bounced way out there, and HJK players. 79th minute. The 79th with minute. With the, quote, with the purest of hits from 25, some 25 yards out, Brown pulls his side level again. He simply hammers the ball home off the underside of the crossbar and sends his teammates delirious with delight. However, the VAR intervenes. 
as there was apparently a foul in the build-up. What a shame it would have been to would have be, it would be to see such a strike chopped off. No goal for a soft foul on Abu Bakari prior to the ball reaching Brown for his world-class wonder strike. Shout out to whoever writes the Fop Mob ticker yeah, well updates because that that's, was a that's, very, that's very well-written update. Well, well done. That's, yeah, that's it's such a shame because yeah, one of the goals of the tournament that would say have been... A hand goes up, grazes a face. Yeah. I mean... It's... Uh, I just wish they hadn't even gotten to check it because it's not like... It's not... Yeah, even Christina Uncle didn't think it should be sent down, and she always agrees with the referees. Yeah, so. Such a disappointment. Also, you know, there should be a rule when, when you score a strike that brilliant mm-hmm. that this doesn't matter if you're offside, if there's a foul. It doesn't matter. You just get to keep it. Yeah. I don't think it, it doesn't even really impact Roma. No, They still it just need to beat Ludogorets. And it would have been, like, the best thing that's ever happened to HJK <laughs> in <laughs> European history to get a result against Roma. And, and uh, I don't know. They It was a shame. Mm-hmm. They, uh, obvi- I mean... Roma dominated an XG and stuff, but as you'd expect. Yeah. But yeah, I just would have. It just they just would have been nice. Yeah, Roma do continue to kind of not put their chances away. Yeah, Tammy scored today, but could have had a couple others. And been pretty disappointing season for them. It's a pretty good header he scored. Yeah, just kind of what he's good at, I guess. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's all for Roma. It's all going to come down to their trip. I know, I know. The Roma host Ludigarets and basically they have to win. If they draw the head to head with Ludigarets having beaten them in Bulgaria right. comes into play and Roma are sent back to the conference league where they belong. They just they just want to defend their title. Yeah, they want to be the Sevilla of the Conference League. They to get that second conference league tattoo. But Ludigarets, um obviously it's a mountain to climb. With the Olympico, but what a result it would be. What a, what an occasion it'll be for them oh, to try yes. to... I think they, they have it in them. They've proven they can compete. They've competed with Betis in both their games. So I wouldn't put it past them to... Roma will have to bring everything for it, but, you know, they're not that deep. They're a little short of numbers right now with injuries, especially at, at up front. So I would back Ludacrets to give them, a, give them a chance. Not necessarily to actually do it, but I think they have a real shot. I do want to say one thing that's kind of irking me about Jose talking about the artificial turf. Every other team in the group has also had to play on that artificial <laughs> yeah, turf. Yeah, I know, right? And only the team that you are in direct competition with to qualify for second dropped points. <laughs> so if anything, the artificial turf benefited yeah. you and Betis and hurt Ludo Goretz. Yeah. And you're, you're the one complaining about it. Yeah. Well, fuck him. Yeah. Group B saw some wild results oh. today. We had... 12 yeah. goal, goals scored. 12 goals scored before. Fenerbahce and Ren atop with 11. Fenerbahce on goal difference continues to lead the group. Larnaca has four and have qualified third. Congrats to them. And Dinamo Kiev is eliminated. Oh, that's sad. What, what a game between Fenerbahce and Ren, which finishes 3 3 in Istanbul. Ren went up. 3-0. In the first half. 3! Guri scored. Guri assisted Terrier. Guri scored again. To have two goals and one assist just 30 minutes into the game. You know who assisted and the Guri goal as well? Who? Terrier. Wow! They played off each other Thought so well that. in the first half. And you know what? They also had a goal in the 10th minute disallowed because mm-hmm. it was offside in the build-up. Which would have put them up 2 at the time. But they did get to 3-0. 
Enter Valencia heads in from a free kick just before half. After looking them, very, very sad, yeah. like 30 seconds before. Gives them a little momentum, but, you know, you still kind of feel like Redden's on the wall there. Redden's going to take the group. And then, more hope. 82nd minute. Zajac, Zajac, a great free kick from the left, uh, outside the left side of the box. It puts it sort of on the, I don't know if it was totally top corner, but it was Nothing. tough. It was tough. The goalkeeper had committed to being on the opposite side yeah. of the wall, and he struggled to get over. I wonder if, you know. Mandanda did leave the game in the 67th. Yeah, that's a good point. It wasn't injury, And this was the backup goalie who maybe yeah. also isn't super warm. Yeah, I don't think you, know, you blame the goalie prepare. for that, but you think, like, maybe an elite keeper gets a hand to that. An elite keeper like Mandanda. But still good technique on, yeah, elite, elite 39-year-old goalkeeper Mandanda. Uh, I doubt he could still actually... Spry. He's still spry. I don't think he has the springs for that. And then, 88th minute, the comeback is completed. It's a huge mistake from Sulemana, their young Ren defender. Mm-hmm. He gives the ball away right outside his own box, and Moore carries it, finishes in the corner. Such drama. Yeah. It really, finishes 3 Really wild game. Uh, after that, the last, that plus stoppage time... The ball's just pinging back and forth. Half chances abound for both teams. It ends 3-3. Shockingly, the XG is only not even a combined two between the two teams. Mm-hmm. And Fener- and Ren somehow only had six shots, even though they were flying in the first half and could have had four goals. Game of the day, for sure. It's a tale... You hate this phrase, but a tale of two halves. Yeah. Fenerbahce was an absolute shambles in the first half in the back. Lucky to have only conceded three. And then... Ren had the same, had just like a composure yeah, same, issues, same issues, sort of more composure. I and think during that gap and before the 82nd minute when Fenerbahce finally scored, mm-hmm. it's not like they weren't putting pressure on Ren either. Right. They were putting pressure on, looking for the goal. It just felt like it wasn't coming. Mm-hmm. The free kick, obviously, great mm-hmm. finish, really opened them up too. Yeah, uh, both teams though, I think, look like they have the quality to kind of do do something this tournament, go yeah. on a little bit of a run. Fenerbahce in such good form right now. They're scoring at will. They're top of the league. My thing with Ren, though, is that they're such an exciting young team, and like kind of the model right now of that of like like a quintessential French league team. You know, but it's all... that second adjective you used that gives me a little pause. They're young, they're <laughs> yeah, really young. The thing is that they they're not sure they have the ability to close out these sorts of games right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they could go far if they get a if they get lucky with with draws fixture, with draws. Yeah. But also, if they can figure out, if they can clean up some of that naivete mm-hmm. in under tense moments and have that little bit of composure, because it's been an issue that's cropped up occasionally this season. Yeah. But and you know, they at this point they're they will have to outscore Fenerbahce next week to finish top of the group mm-hmm. and to avoid the Champions League draw, which could be a, actually a really important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this year the because there's are... some really good teams that are coming down in third yeah. in the Champions League this year. Barcelona, Sevilla, already guaranteed to drop down. Juventus, Juventus likely could be Maccabi Haifa. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Those are good. They're pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, there's a few other. I mean, Milan could potentially drop down. Salzburg mm-hmm. are a very good team. Who the fuck is playing who next week? In uh, this group, who does Fenerbahce play next week? It is going to be. Let me see. Let me pull this up real quick. Fenerbahce at Dimo Kiev. Okay. And Ren hosts AK Lanaka. Okay. So, so you have to think the goal difference, since it will come down to 
overall group goal difference. Fenerbahce have a one goal lead right now, which mm-hmm. might be enough to sustain. They're them just gonna through, have to, but it's, it's gonna be tough. Cause... What's gonna be interesting about this group is just even though this fun come match week six, like some people are playing for actual qualification. In this group, it might be fun if you like goals just mm-hmm. to check out these Ren and Fenerbahce games, just to see how many they can put past yeah. uh, these the the bottom half teams. It's gonna it might be a goal fest. Yeah, speaking of goal fest, the other game was also three three goal fest. AEK only blew a two goal advantage in this one, not a three. Yeah, uh, it finishes three three. AEK goes up two nil. Kiev draws one back from a goal that the keeper really should have saved in the first place. Yeah, and then three one by the seventy second minute. So you think, well, it's pretty much over, but no, Kiev has some fight left in them. Harmish has a double in the eighty second and the ninetieth minute. To claw back, unfortunately for them, it didn't really matter because they had to win this game to stay in the hunt for third. Yep. So even though AK will be disappointed that they kind of blew this one, it doesn't. They still uh, have qualified for their first ever European group stage. Yeah, from their first ever. Well, I guess they didn't qualify from it. But what do you, what do you mean from? Well, like you know, because they. Oh, I'm sorry, not yeah. They've yeah. qualified for their first ever knockouts. Knockout That's what, I mean. what yeah. I mean to say. But I was going to say, they've never qualified from a group stage to the yeah, knockouts, yeah. but I don't know if this counts as yeah, yeah. qualifying from a group stage. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, we should talk about Altman, who scored the first and the third goal for AEK. Yeah, he did. I mean, the first one, it's just wait, incredible. He only, he only scored... He only scored the scored. third. You're right, you're right, he did. Yeah. I'm being a dangus. Yeah. The first one, it's, it leaps... A little scissor volley. Ooh, a little scissor volley. What a goal that Just was. Just so powerful. One of the goals like, of the day. Yeah. That, Might there, have been a lot of, of the day. there were a lot of really good goals, and that is probably... Might be the best one. Goal. Yeah. Since it's, that fucking HJK one was taken off. <laughs> yeah. Fucking assholes. But, man, there were there were some Puskas contenders today. Uh, and then the third one, it's a really, really good effort. Really does a great job of kind of fighting through some contact and sticking with the ball and kind of gets it. it the goal itself is a very easy finish. Just kind of tap into a relatively open part of the net but the ability to just kind of stick on the ball and fight off some defenders to get there mm. was really impressive yes, he's I thought done as very well. well so he had, i thought he had a great game he's done very well it was i mean i get it when you look at the goals and how they came about but xg for both teams below one really surprising yeah but, that is surprising but you know what yeah. are you gonna do but ak will be in the conference league we'll enjoy talking year. about them further yeah. And that's that's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. We're going to go to Group A. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, where big results in this one. Uh, PSV, PSV, as they like to say. PSV. 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 Okay. Uh, They hosted Arsenal. And they won 2-0. They did. That's all true. Yeah, it was uh, Xavi Simons almost opened things up in the 43rd minute, but... It was ruled offside. It was a great run by him into the box. Got through finish, a bunch of defenders. Yeah, offsides in the build-up. Bullshit. What are you going to do? Bullshit. Didn't stop PSV from opening scoring in the 56th, though, because right. Veerman this time, Luke de Jong lays it off. Really, really nice. Luke. His little back heel sets it up for Veerman, who has a bunch of space over to his left to kind of keep carrying the ball, curls it around the keeper. Really nice finish. Indeed. And then Luke... Got his goal in the 63rd. Gakpo assist off a corner. Ramsdale kind of goes for a punch and just fucking misses it. Misses it because he he's not it. the best goalkeeper on Arsenal. Yeah, Matt Turner notably out with a minor injury today. Probably Arsenal would have won. Cost them the game. Yeah, It's probably at least a 3 nothing. Arsenal. Turner would have gotten to that yeah. ball. Uh, Martinelli, another thing that happened, sort of looked like he grabbed it up PSV neck today. Yeah. Didn't get sent off for it. 
Maybe there wasn't enough force, but it looked questionable to me. Yellow for it though, so there's at least something there, and I feel like look questionable there's something to me. there. There's got to be out there. I was really surprised disappointed they didn't do that with Arsenal's performance after going down to nothing. They looked mm-hmm. really frustrated, flustered, and aggressive as well. Yeah, I think their results which... the last couple of weeks, like I talked about Wednesday, have been trending towards a game like this, mm-hmm. especially with the with the second unit here. Yeah, where they just don't quite have it. Things aren't don't go their way. It's the really the first time this season that's happened. Yeah, this week. So we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll eye the trend. I don't think it's any anything yeah. to worry about, but something to keep an eye on. That means they haven't sealed top spot. Mm-hmm. They, they do do host Zurich next week, <laughs> which is a fairly good sign. But you never know. PSV clinches second in the process because. Bodo went to Zurich Well, today. before we move on, I do want and to say... And lost! It was a shock loss! Before we move on... How dare you cut me off on my own I podcast? I do want to say a couple things. <clears throat> Great. That's... We gotta cut that. Nah, I didn't cut the last one. Oh my god. You're disgusting. <laughs> uh, one is, like you said, like, Granit Jaha tried to fight Javi Simons oh, for a second there as well. Which you're like, dude, you're like... 49 or something. <laughs> they, it's, well, like, that, it's like late 20s. Basically, it's not like, that old. Simons was milking coming off and he was yeah. like knee, like bending over or something and Jaka goes and like like rugby tackles him basically. Yeah. Like, what are you it's doing, like, Grant? Come on, man. Be mature. What are you doing? Uh, so I just wanted to mention that because we kind of forgot about it. And also, no, I've criticized Gakbo in the big games and I want to hold my hands up and admit that he played really, really well today. Yeah. He didn't get a ton of touches but he made almost all of them count. Mm-hmm. So hold my hands up and say that today in a big game, he showed up and performed. All of those attackers played well. Him, Simons, Luke. Yeah. Uh, Veerman. Good showing, well. yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, the, it's, that was an upset, but the bigger upset was most likely Zurich 2, one Bodo glimpse. Zurich actually had a lot of chances in this game, mm-hmm. like before we make too much fun of them. In 24 general. shots. 24 shots, 2.37 XG to Bodo's 0.64. And they actually had a really good first half. And then you'd think, well, same old Zurich because just before half. They have a terrible mistake where number 24, Kotic, in his own box, just literally passes it. It, it, It's after an attack, and he's received the ball. Really what he should be doing is clearing. Mm -hmm. Especially at the timing as well. We're in injury time of the first half. If he just clears it, it's probably... 45th plus one minute. Instead, he just passes it like six yards, seven yards straight to a Norwegian. You're like, what? Yeah. And that results in a goal after a really nice first touch by Pellegrino, and he finishes close Norwegian range. with the most With the most Norwegian Italian name. name ever. Amel Pellegrino. Oh, you have like Pellegrino. A, an Algerian first name and an Italian last name, and somehow he's just a Norwegian guy. Yeah, but it, it looked like, okay, well, Bodo, that's classic Zurich. They, Zurich literally hadn't won a game in any competition this entire season. Not one. In any, not the cup, not, not the league, not in Europe. Well, I guess. I mean, well, I guess like Linfield. They qualified, stuff. yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. Since the European, yeah, group stage, the season ragged proper, yeah. But and you're like, well, they're in a hole. Yeah, that's it. But and Bodo again had to win this game, but then Zurich come out again in the second half playing well. They get a goal in the 67th minute. It's a bad headed clearance from Bodo, and uh, you know it smashes against the bar. Falls to uh, Boran Yasevich. Nailed it. Yeah. Sorry, I should say a bad headed clearance from Bodo. Zurich has a shot smash against the bar. Mm-hmm. And then Boran Yasevich. <laughs> yeah. Uh, heads, or, it falls to him and he's sort of like, 
It's like the slowest finish I've ever seen. It. Yeah, he flubs it. Up and he puts <laughs> it right toward the corner, and it's like in slow motion. It sort of dribbles there while the keeper like scrambles to the other side of the net and like dives dramatically but can't keep it out. Then it's so it's one one, and as Bodo push for a uh, needed winner uh, in the ninety plus fourth minute of extra time, Marashano, Mash Sisano, Mash Sisano, Mash Sisano. Yeah, I Mach- think that's... pulls uh, a winner on a late counter to give Zurich their first proper win of the season. Ooh. And the crazy thing, not only does it eliminate, they play spoiler and eliminate Bodo, they're still alive for the yeah, conference they can league. jump Bodo. That's crazy. Of course, they need a result now at Arsenal. Yeah, which is tough. <laughs> which is tough. Uh, but, but crazier things have happened. You never know. Yeah. yeah, rough day at the office for Bodo. And now they have to show up against PSV to just make sure they go through on third. But we'll be happy to have them back in the Conference League, which is up next. Dave's getting water. Dave's getting water. Dave's getting water. We're going to start again in Group H. Slovan Bratislava and Basel top with eight points. Punic with six and Zagoras with five. Slovan two. Punic won. Punic looked like they were going to get the win here, get a huge win, which would have sent them top. 64th minute pen. However, Slovan scored in the 84th and 85th minute in front of their home fans to take this one and then themselves move top. Yeah, there was some... What drama. Some really disappointing goalie play. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, the Punic penalty is drawn by... The a pass back to the goalie that isn't played well after the goalie makes a bad pass to begin with, and then the Punic player gets there first, and the goalie just kind of jumps on his back oh, legs and shame. draws the penalty. And then Slovan went down, scored in the 84th minute, immediately right off the kickoff. Punic are just passing the ball back to the goalkeeper. You know he's going to hold on to it, waste some time, and then boot it right. Mm. Uh, no, his boot goes <laughs> no. like. 10 feet straight up in the air. And it's kind of hangs up there. He has oh, to challenge no. for it. Can't win it. Falls right down to Ramirez, who just hits it into an open goal. That's some good conference league play right there. Oh, it was so conference league. Uh, it was incredible. Such a shame. Yeah. Uh, the result keeps Punic in third, which yeah. is... Out of the tournament. As it stands, yeah. The good news for them, they still are in control of their own destiny. A win will still put them through. Basel 2, Zalgiris 2. Basel went up 2 nothing within 18 minutes today. Diof and Zakiri both scoring familiar names from recent pods. But Zalgiris drags two back. A brace from Oyawusi just before half and in the 62nd minute. They end up out XGing Basel and... Fuck, my Lithuanians are, won't, won't give up, David. No, they're still I right picked them in second, this. and they could still go through second. Yeah, they just <laughs> need a win on the last day. Who do they play? They play uh, Slovan. Hell yeah. And they host Slovan, yeah, I they believe. Do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, so Let's it will it. be very interesting to see how that comes down. Mm. Uh, first goal by Duf Basel. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Really? Yeah, just a rocket buries it right in the top corner. Uh, Duth's played twice in Europe so far and has scored both times. Yeah. So Good record. Yeah, he's having good. Another fun fact about Basel is uh, their right back today was Granit Shaha's older brother. Are you serious? Yeah. 
plays about, for Albania. Well, isn't that sweet? That's just fun. Isn't that, that fun? Is, is he also an asshole? Uh, probably. If <laughs> <laughs> he's related to Gunnar Uh Zalgiris, first goal they get back is Oyabusi. Really, really great pressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes to clear the ball, the Basel goalkeeper. Oyabusi's right there. Blocks the shot. Or oh, blocks yeah. the clearance. Takes it in. That's this is the conference leagueiest of all the conference Dude, the, league groups. It really was. So if you if that's the sort of fix that you're after next week, these two games, these next next week's fixtures are going to be exciting ones. Yeah. Uh, second goal as well. Pretty bad defending. Mm-hmm. I do think. Uh, Oyabusi just has a ton of space between two center backs, but it's a great pass from Kiremi, uh, who set him up, split the defense, and Oyabusi there easy finish for him. I uh, do want to acknowledge that the commentator said the goal was created straight out of Africa. Oh, no. <laughs> Which I'm like, ooh. That maybe probably should've... not what he meant. Both the players yeah. are from Africa. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Originally. So, oh, boy. But kind of a not weird his, thing for him to not say. Not his strongest choice of words. No. Um, the but... other really conference league group is Group G. Yeah. Sivisport and Cluj, both with seven. Slavia, Prague, and Balkani, both with four. Again, everybody's still alive. Mm-mm. I don't think Balkani are Balkani alive. Balkani is anymore. not still alive. I believe that they can't pass with the tiebreakers. Shit. For it, so. Excuse my fucking French. Yeah, it's a complicated thing because in Excuse order my for them... Kosovo in French. Yeah, if they win, in order for them to advance, they would still need... a win by Slavia Prague over for the other person that would have seven. They would get eliminated on a three-way tie. Mm. Um, and then if Slavia win, then Balkani can't go through Slavia. Would Damn it. add another tiebreaker. I believe like I believe it's through a really complicated set of tiebreakers. Well, Balkani should have fucking done better today then because they lost at home 1-0 to Slavia Prague. It was a bit unfortunate, but it is what oh, it no, is. No, it's much more simple. Occlusion... Uh, Slavia play next week. So one of them has to get at least oh, a point. Okay. And then Balkani can only get seven. Okay. Well, that checks out. Yeah. They didn't deserve to win today anyway. Slavia definitely out-XG'd them. Um, they finally managed to score, which for them is so hard in this competition for whatever reason, even though they score freely in the league, like we mentioned constantly. The other game in this group was Sivisport 3 nil Cluj, and they dominated this right from the get-go. Um, good for them. They... Have basically, I'm oh, sorry, I hadn't updated the group. That's why I was confused. <laughs> That's why I was talking out of my ass. Sivisport are qualified. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sivisport had 10 points. They're through. Uh, they might not. They really turned their form around in this group, didn't they? Yeah. They've been, and they've been better they domestically. They started really bad. Yeah. The last month. Maybe they're starting or to so, get a hold so. of their season here. Yeah, just a bad start to the season. And yeah. They seem to be kind of back in form, looking for another mid table finish. Yeah. But yeah. They doubled up Cluj's XG. So, yeah, up their goal. the, the, the Clusion-Prague, you said Clusion-Prague play next week. Mm-hmm. So that, that should be an entertaining one. Yeah. Again, if you're into the conference league-iness of it all. Yeah, it's two very conference league teams. Yeah. I, I, Slavia have also kind of turned their form this group around as well. Yeah. They've, I mean, they've like very you said, up and down. But... Like I said, they're scoring, like, millions of goals in the league right now. They just yeah. And they have high XG and chances, like, every game. But they can't do this, like, haven't, we haven't seen returns in front of goal. Yeah. You know? Is kind of Fiorentina-esque. So, but now they're still alive. And, you know, that's all I have to say about that. That's all he has to say. Group F, Jurgardens wins the group with 13 points after defeating Molda. Molda 
is left then on seven points mm-hmm. in second. Gent still alive with five. Shamrock finally eliminated the the, the poor darlings yeah. with two points. Shamrock, to their credit, played really hard today at home. Yeah. It's a tough place to go. It is. It's and hard. They drew Gent one one. Yeah, it's a raucous crowd there in Speaking the, of the big suburbs. red. The big red. Gaffney. Rory Gaffney, Gaffney one of my today. heroes. One of our favorite guys from qualifying round. He makes everyone want to be a ginger too. Mm-mm-mm. Doing us, doing us proud. Uh, he scored in the third minute, super early goal. Uh, they tried to hold on, couldn't do it in the end. Uh, Ghent got the goal from Hong in the 74th minute. He made it so so long. Yeah. Uh, there was a red. Yeah, frankly, they were lucky to hold on yeah. to it after that. But you have to say, uh, two of their two of their home win- games were wins, draws. Draws. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, they feel like wins. They feel like wins. Yeah. So very good performance from them. Again, disappointing again, but yeah. still in a position to qualify after Molda threw it away mm-hmm. against Jura Gardens at home. Oh, we should also say, like we talked about Wednesday with Shamrock, they th- their goal today was their first of the group stage. So congratulations oh, yeah. to them. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, back to Molda Jura Gardens. Yeah. Yeah, Molda threw this away. They were up 2-0 in the 21st minute. Had all the chances. Yeah, Brynhildsen in the 6th, Kassa in the 21st. Jurgarnas got one back right before halftime. It's the theme Just of the like day. Just like Fenerbahce. Man. It's the theme of the 44th day. 44th minute for Ed Varson. Uh, and then Osoro and Radatanach. Radatanach, definitely. Who now? I definitely butchered it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> in the 77th, and Jurgarnas, three points. Three mm-hmm. shots. Three goals. Yep. Three shots, three points, three goals, three points. They have threes for Jura Gardens. That's my motto. Three Eastern Standard Time. That's my motto. Uh, Point three XG, too. Molda outplayed them. Oh, for sure. Anytime you score, anytime you win 3-2 on three shots, it's a bit of a smash and grab, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure if uh, you remember this, but Molda played Elfsborg in the qualifiers. Elfsborg. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Norwegians. (laughs) Well, no, Elfsborg is Swedish. Uh, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And they beat Elfsborg, and after the game, Molda's coach said, it says something about the difference between Norwegian and Swedish football. You think he still believes that? Or is maybe this a bit of a wake-up call for him? It's a little closer than maybe he thought it was. Yes. Also, I think is to be fair, the Swedish league widely considered better anyway. The Norwegian league might have passed it recently. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I guess, part like... Part of it's, like, Sweden had a really bad year last year. I guess, like, Molda and Bodo are are both good. And Malmo like, have been struggling in that's Europe. True. And that's true. Jura Gardens, though. Jura Gardens... Maybe the two best really, teams. Really... But, yeah, 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 you'd have to... But, like, the league in Sweden yeah. is better. Yeah, I would say so. For sure. I would think like, so. I don't really think... I mean, it's also... Even. said that after being in Elfsborg. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. They're not one of the top teams. I think everyone knows that Jura Gardens wow. are one of the top teams. Malmo he have been ate really bad his words... Uh, should we move on to Group E? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, Azed are through. Dnipro joined them qualifying today. They're on 10 points, so they could theoretically pass Azed. Yeah, could. This is true. Yeah. Vaduz and Apollon Linasol will be fighting for third place. Both teams are eliminated. But third place doesn't matter. It's like, it's oh, you're right. League, you're so. right. But it matters <laughs> yeah. for prestige. It does. It does. I, I believe in Vaduz to pick yeah. up to third. Uh, uh, Dini Pro one nil Apollon. Uh, Apollon didn't have too much about them today. This was a pretty boring game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was chances. pretty boring. Dini Pro sealed their sealed their advancement with a one nil win. A goal from Pikali Yonuk in the third. Which is another minute. really really nice goal as well. It's a very Ukrainian name. Yes, uh, Dini Pro had a four on one toward the end of the game. 
and managed to not put well it over handled. the bar. Not well handled. Uh, so could the have ball been... carrier in that was mostly at fault, but also yeah. the guy who eventually falls too. Oh boy. Yeah, it was not not great from them, but they still won. I even though I'd watched all the highlights up to that point too, and like had been really engaged in the highlights as I was kind of mm-hmm. refamiliar, refamiliarizing myself with what had happened in that game. Even then, I was still was convinced that it was appalling that missed, given the reaction. <laughs> I was like, they were so distraught. I was like, oh, this must have been appalling and missing their chance to potentially stay alive. <laughs> Though I knew who was wearing which kits. Oh, man. Yeah. Elsewhere, uh, Vaduce won to Alkmaar. A story of Vaduce's group stage here, which is they're more competitive than you think, and they don't really get the result anyway. They had 17 shots to Alkmaar's nine, although... 0.88 XG to Alkmaar is 1.57, so it's not like they dominated the game or anything. Mm-hmm. But they're always competitive. Alkmaar went up 2-0 uh, through Kirkes and Van Brederud. Brederud? I don't even know who that is. But that doesn't matter because <laughs> Vaduce then cut the deficit in half through a 77th minute Hassler goal, but it wasn't enough. Leaves them eliminated officially from the competition. Yep. We've enjoyed the ride, Vaduce. You're a you're a hero to many. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be a really interesting game next week when Azed hosts the Nipro, where if any team wins, they get a bye. That'd be fun. So gonna mean a little something for them. It will. Group D, where we only saw one game today. We saw one game. Slovakko or Slovakko and Koln were delayed due to some foggy-ass weather. Yeah. It looked like the start of the Austria, or sorry, the Sturm Graz game. Except with, this was with all the flares. Except natural, this was natural so flares. Clear. Natural <laughs> flares. And if you have any time, you can look up a couple of pictures of this on the interweb. Oh, it's quite a... entertaining. It's so dense. <laughs> there's some great pictures It's out so there. dense. But one game did happen, and it was Nice 2, one partisan. And, Goals yeah. from Pepe, Lemina, with... Goal in the middle from Gomez, the partisan. Saw Nice move top of the table. Yeah, deserved to win in this one. They actually got their shit together today. Yeah, nice. they, finally, uh, they finally got their shit together. If they get a result on the final day, they should be through because Colin will play partisan. Mm-hmm. So I think the most anybody else can finish with outside of partisan is nine points then no because Cologne can win well or but if Cologne win twice then partisan can only finish on eight so a draw would be fine yeah true yeah so what a complicated they need a draw yeah they'll need a draw on the last day uh so they they put themselves in a really good spot oh uh, wait we should have, we skipped over it. Cologne and Slovago will play it tomorrow At, which is now which yeah. is today so they're playing yeah. today check it out if you want probably happening um, as you're listening to in this. our in our preview I did mention that Slovako slash Slovatsko um that I figured they're going to give Cologne a game. So if you're interested, check it out. Streaming now. Only on Paramount Plus. Only on Paramount Plus. <laughs> anyway, that's Group D. Group C sees Villarreal win with 13 points. Not in the game, this one game that they played, but in, you know, group, after five. Group large. <laughs> they didn't get 13 points from one game. Um, they contributed to that by getting a draw, their first not win of the group against Hapoel Beersheba, who sits third with four points. Meanwhile, Lech is second, still with six now. Austria Vienna is eliminated with two. As I mentioned, Villarreal and Beersheba played to a pretty exciting 2-2 draw. Yeah. Um, Beersheba probably played their best game of the group stage, you have to say. I would definitely say so. I mean, anytime you get a result at Villarreal. And it wasn't so much a smash and grab either. Like, they had some chances. I mean, they didn't, you know, have many chances, but they played 
They yeah, offered I thought something. They, they had which is funny, but from a team that had scored almost no goals in this competition so far, like, they'd scored two goals going into this game mm-hmm. and didn't look like scoring ever. So I was surprised to see them score at all, let alone twice. Yeah, I, I mean, I predicted them to win this game because Villarreal's manager changeover mm-hmm. and everything that they probably weren't expecting from the player's mm-hmm. point of view. Uh, so I thought Beersheba, even then, even though I thought they'd win, I didn't think they'd put in the offensive performance that they did today. No, not at all. They looked really good. Uh, they forced a few mistakes from Villarreal. Especially the the last one, the Yehezekel goal. Uh, it's a mistake from the Villarreal defense, and they just kind of pass on it. It's a really nice individual move from him to kind of get the run into the box and then a nice tidy finish into the bottom left corner. I like a tidy finish. Gotta love it. But they pounced on Villarreal mistakes, and Villarreal, obviously, good team, so yeah. they managed to get two. Yeah. But, yeah. Austria VN won, like Posden won, like open the scoring through Ishak, the big boy. The big boy. In the 48th minute, but couldn't hold on. Austria VN gets a point. However, it's not enough for them to stay in this competition they needed to win today. Yeah. Uh, Lech probably would have liked to win too, because a win would have sealed second place for them. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's going to come down to the final day where they have to host Villarreal and Hapoel hosts Austria. Yeah, Villarreal will be heavily rotated, though. Yeah, this uh, is true. And I like I like Lech to get a point. Seems like a decent possibility. And then Hapoel would have to destroy yeah. Austria, which is also it's possible. a decent possibility. Austria continue to look pretty bad. One never knows Europe. what to get, what they're going to get from Austria. Yeah, this was actually the first time I thought Fruchtel had a pretty solid game. Mm-hmm. So at least that's moving in the right direction for them. Uh, they were the better team in the first half, I thought, until right at the end, Lech had a free kick that almost scored, but I thought Austria were kind of unlucky to be only tied at halftime, and then second half, Lech came out much better. Uh, Austria still had some chances, but Lech didn't really make any mistakes that didn't really open up things for Austria to kind of capitalize on those, so credit to them, but only one point from this game, you got to be a little disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Group B, West Ham still perfect. I think the only team in the in the Conference League is perfect through five games. I believe so. They have 15 points. They've won, obviously. Silkeborg in second with six. Anderlecht with five. Stab Bucharest eliminated with just the two. West Ham won Silkeborg nil. The only goal of this game was a Lanzini pen. But Silkeborg d- didn't really come with the 10 goal in the last couple match week Fuhrer mm-hmm. that they did against Stau Bucharest they had three shots for .17 XG they didn't really offer much but even then they still as the game was ending they they're one goal the away they're yeah. one goal away and West Ham continued to make it a little nervy yeah that's the thing West Ham to. despite being perfect they haven't been impressive in any one of those individual games they just yeah. sort of get the job done which I guess in a group like this and that's just like pesky amazing. you know teams from smaller countries, smaller yeah. footballing leagues mm-hmm. is, like, what you want. But yeah. I don't I think, think we'll know about them until, until, yeah. Just getting the result is what's most important. It doesn't matter yeah. how you play. I don't think we'll know how much of a favorite West Ham should be until yeah. the knockouts. I mean, they should be probably one the, of the favorite. favorite. Yeah, one of the favorites. Definitely one of the favorites. Underlecht 2, Bucharest 2. Underlecht would have hoped to win this one, I think. Because mm-hmm. a win would have put them clear on, would give them the uh, the inside track to second over Silkeborg. But 
their only managed to draw at home despite a 75th minute goal to put from Brutongen off a header to put them ahead. Stoud drew back level for a second time through Chaconte in the 82nd. And Stoud actually had the better, a slight better of the XG here. But, I don't know, 2 is probably fair, right? Yeah, I would say 2 is fair. I do want to look at some of the individuals in the game because I thought overall as a team, they didn't play super great. Mm-hmm. But there were some really good individual performances. Yari Basharin, 21-year-old. Exciting. He had a great game for Anderlecht. He's big FM wonder kid. I don't know if yeah. you remember. Ever, I don't know if you've ever bought him in the games, but he becomes so good. Uh, he was really, really good. He scored the first goal. Was really the main threat I thought today for Anderlecht. Love it. And then this was the first time we've gotten to see Popescu, the big Stalbuk rest wonder kid, mm. really get involved and get to show himself off. How so, old was he? Nineteen. I believe, He's only 19. I believe so. Yeah, he was pretty heavily involved today. Uh, game was not super exciting, that, but the ending was pretty good from mm-hmm. the 75th on. Uh, Murillo, also really important. He picked up a late second yellow, mm-hmm. so he's going to be suspended for the last game uh-huh. against Siltborg. Kind of just left his hand back and it smacked a style player while trying to kind of fend him off. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, it's a yellow, but it's kind of harsh to be a second yellow. But Wait, it's against Siltborg? That's who they played in the last week, right? Which one? Which, which Anderlecht. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that's going to be quite gonna be the, a massive game. That's going to be fun. A head-to-head. Anderlecht, of course, have to win. Mm-hmm. But I believe they go to Denmark, no? I believe so. Yeah. And so Anderlecht did win the last time. Uh, so, kind of interesting. That... No, they drew, didn't they? No, Silfork don't have a draw. Oh, yeah. It was 1-0. So yeah. It was 1-0. You're right. Uh, you're right. You're right. So, kind of interesting that Anderlecht only managed... Two draws against Stal Bucharest, and that's why they need this because Silkport yeah. destroys Stal Bucharest. It's their only points so far against Stal Bucharest. <laughs> yeah, that's what's seeing them through. Yeah. Silkport, you imagine, will feel pretty confident. You know, they played, they lost twice against West Ham, but they played decent in both those games. So you feel at home, they're probably confident of a result. But and you know, of course, the difference with Stal Bucharest results for Underlecht is now they have to win instead of draw themselves. So we'll see what happens. That's one to keep an eye on next week. So for our final group, Istanbul, Basaksha here, and Fiorentina, both atop with 10, but Basaksha here with the goal difference uh, pips them to the top for now. Mm-hmm. Hearts and RFS are eliminated, although Hearts does finish in third. Fiorentina 2, Basaksha here 1 was the marquee affair of this group. One of the marquee affairs of the day, probably. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh Bishakshi here opened it up in the 15th minute with Alex Schick scoring and awful defending straight from the goal kick. And, yeah, terrible. Yeah, uh, keeper Galini runs out, gets caught outside the box and yeah. can't really do anything. Yeah, and but when you say straight from the goal kick from Bishakshi here's goal kick. Yes. Over the, over the defensive line. Yeah, I don't know what was <laughs> happening there. Really strange, weird goal. Yeah, Galini does not do well. He comes does at- he ever? <laughs> this is not a good goalkeeper. Yeah, really strange goal. Jovic uh, returns the favor quickly, though, just 10 minutes, 11 minutes later, from a low cross to the far post that he that he, that he he knocks in. Uh, really nice ball. And then Jovic again on the double, heads in from close range in the second half uh, after a save from the Bishakshahir keeper. Fiorentina dominates this game in terms of chances and XG. And... But Bishakshi does enough to stay atop the group by not getting their ass beat. Yeah. Again, they have a they have a goal differential advantage, 
and and a goal differential on the head to head. So they'll be they, yeah, they're fine. They're right. locked in. If they win, if they they're, win they're locked in. Yeah. Which is a tough position for Fiorentina to be in, possibly depending on the draw they get. I still think when you look at they should at, still be stronger than most of the teams in third in the Europa League. Yeah. Like on looking paper. at all the teams that might drop down, I'd yeah. probably favor Fiorentina, especially because But they maybe can't they get, could still get a tough draw like an Union Berlin or a Braga. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And they, they can't get locked yet at least, so that's yeah, that's nice. safe for them. Uh, but there'll be a there'll be a couple teams in there that you'll be like, gosh, what if we end up with like Sturm Graz? You'd be like, oh, fuck. yeah, or Monaco. Yeah, even, right. yeah. But I do think if Jovic is scoring and he's been mm-hmm. kind of getting the scoring boots on, yeah. tying the laces right now, they're not fully on yet, but they're they're getting close. <laughs> Working on the metaphor. Yeah, uh, they didn't. He, they did underperform scored, XG again, but they at least are. They're a little. They're approaching slight. Clinical they underperformed it by less than one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's progress. Yeah, but if Jovic is scoring, then Fiorentina are a very scary team in this competition, and yeah, it could be one of the favorites to win it. Definitely, I think up there with Villarreal and West Ham if, if they're scoring goals. Yeah, because they'll create and generate as much as much opportunity as anybody else in the competition. But they're also liable to miss a bunch of easy chances and make a mistake sure. in the back line the way the other favorites are right. not. So, Hearts won. just out of yeah, just out of out of respect for Hearts, we gotta say they won two one over RFS to finish third in the group, even though it doesn't matter. <laughs> and that are all the groups in the Europa and the Conference League. So let's do our little wrap up thing. We don't, we still don't have a stick for this. No, we don't. But we'll just. I'm just getting some awkwardly transitioning with like an unexcited. I don't know. Yeah, it so we'll sucks. we'll start with uh, the best comeback. Oh, why don't you say is there somebody has written that some people have joined us oh, from the yeah, we should mention Champions that. League? Yeah, Champions League. Two people teams. who will soon be reporting on and be joining us for our wonderful coverage that we provide. Yeah, there's uh, two teams that are now guaranteed to finish third. Mm-hmm. Those are Sevilla, who will come back to defend. Well, I guess six Europe, Europa League championships. Very, yeah, exciting. Be looking to add Very excited seven. to have that kind of pedigree. Yeah, most common champion of the Europa League. Yeah, and Barcelona Ooh, locked into third place. Tough year for the Spanish up in the Champions yeah. League. Only one Spanish team will be. Uh, that's going not through. for us to report. For us to report is Lewandowski. It's in the Europa League. Oh, isn't it exciting? You knew we were getting a big team from that group, but yeah. it's still fun when it finally happens. The drama will be a sensational. Yeah. Yes. Uh, could a Europa League final outsell a Champions League final? Uh, Maybe. Could, it could. If it's Barca versus like a Juventus or United or it well Arsenal. Could. It well could. It'd be up there. But yeah, let's go back to back to the other thing. Yeah, the other thing that we do at the end of the, other thing. End do, of the do, show. Do, 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 do. Uh, other that's going to get us <laughs> soon. <laughs> Dude, Nintendo are ruthless. We do not want to be stealing their music. Mario Kart. Whee! All right, so we will probably Better not Chris be... Pratt. Yeah. Better than Chris Pratt. We will probably not be back next week because <laughs> Nintendo will have taken everything we own. Uh, we're going to start with the best... Which isn't much. No, it's not. I don't even own my own money. That's true. The best comeback of the day. So there were six nominees for this. There was a lot of comebacks. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. So we have Zagreus uh-huh. coming back from two goals down to tie Basel. Terrific stuff from the Lithuanians. Slovan, two goals in one minute to overturn the deficit against Punic. Pretty exciting. Jurgardens. Turning the tables up in Scandinavia against Molda. Three shots. Freiburg with an injury time goal to draw Olympiakos. Fenerbahce giving three goals back to tie Ren. And Kiev 
overturning a two-goal deficit at AEK, who led by two two different times throughout the game. I think the answer here, not just because of the goal total, but for the complete swap of momentum, is Fenerbahce, for I sure. I definitely think that's up Especially there. with the consideration that it puts them top of the group again. Yeah. I do think the way Slovan scored their two goals... Yeah, it was pretty dramatic. ...a chance to get up there, and then Jurgarden's... I agree, Jurgarden's because of the sheer number as well. Yeah, but I agree with you. I think Fenerbahce are probably the, yeah. the pick of the litter. All right. Yeah. Next uh, up? We have the most embarrassing eliminated team oh from the conference league. Okay, okay, okay. So okay. all the teams that can no longer yeah. advance out of the conference Who league. Who did the worst? Who did the worst? Who did themselves the least so justice? So the teams that are already out are uh-huh. Shamrock, uh-huh. Apollon, Vaduz, Austria, Vienne, uh, not the entire country, uh, FC Stal Bucharest, Riga, well, not Riga, RFS, RFS, and Hearts. This is tough because I feel like... You- you have to look at it under a lens of under expectation, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's just the worst team on paper, it would probably be Vaduce. But Vaduce hasn't played like the worst team in this group. Mm-hmm. So they're not, and they're getting a good account of themselves. And even though Shamrock also was clearly bad on paper, they've given a good account of themselves, especially on home games. Yep. And I think two points is more than they could have hoped for yeah. after five. So I'm going to say this is actually going to come down to Stau Bucharest, Austrian, and Apollon. And I'm going to go and say Stau Bucharest. Really? Just because of the two Silkeborg games. Yeah, those were really embarrassing. I think without both being 5-0, I'd pick Austrian. Mm-hmm. But because they're struggling in general otherwise, I just I can't look past Stau Bucharest, those results. Yeah. Oh my god. I think I have to pick Austrian. Yeah, that's, when, that's a, the, that's when the groups came out, I think they were probably really excited yeah. about the draws that they got, and yeah. just the, how bad they've been in everything. It's yeah. just like colored my opinion of them. That's true. They've looked. My expectations for them coming into the season as a whole were much higher than their expect than what they've delivered at, mm-hmm. in every competition, yeah. domestic cup where they're out, yeah. the domestic <laughs> league where they're like way behind, probably not making the championship yeah. group at this pace. Uh, European competition, they've been abysmal. So, just been very disappointing from them yeah. overall. Well, let's uh, let's let, let me pose this to you then. Okay. Which country won the day? Our famous segment. Which country yeah. won the day? Our answers are Italy. They won all their games for once. Yeah, they didn't embarrass Three games. themselves. Switzerland. Um, they got a draw and a win. Which last week we talked, we made fun of them for having like two terrible representatives. Yeah. Uh, that that said, Basel did blow a two 0 lead at home to a Lithuanian team. Yeah. Austria, because Austria-Vienne picked up a point, and Sturm Graz got a huge result. Ireland scored a goal in the tournament. <laughs> and uh, Turkey, because all five Turkish teams, at the time of recording, have the fate in their own hands. It could all go through. Yeah. Um, not a huge, not a great pool to no, pick from today. Was, I was setting up these uh, countries that won and lost today, and it was very difficult. Every yeah. country that had multiple teams had like up and down results. So, yeah. I think... I don't want to pick Italy because the actual performances yeah, weren't, weren't impressive. very impressive. Yeah. I mean, Lazio, I think, were pretty impressive, but only one by one goal. Um, you can't give it to Turkey back-to-back weeks. No, I can't, especially because they didn't. They, they didn't really they had some it. losses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do think I have to default back to Italy because I want to say Switzerland, and if Basel hadn't blown their result. And you know you know what? They didn't get a draw in a way. They got two wins. Basel? Yeah, you're right, Basel. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Basel. Yeah, if they had won... I was won, thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, if they'd won, I think it's definitely yeah, Switzerland. Yeah, yeah. The, the Basel result, insane, but, definitely. Yeah, and it's just... 
So it was tough to choose nominees for this yeah. one. So I think I have to give it to Italy. And my second place is probably Ireland. I'm picking Ireland. I yes. choose Ireland. How about loss today? Cyprus, two losses, AK three away, three one advantage despite qualifying third. Ammonia is out. Apollon is out. Yeah. Norway, Bolda and Bodo both lost. And Bodo had hopes of going through in second. Greece, Olympiakos is the last Greek team standing and they are now eliminated. Denmark, there's only one point between their two games. Kosovo, Balkani is out of the tournament, thus running, r- r- coming to the end, Kosovo's first ever appearance at this level of European competition. Yeah, I put these together, and I was I felt really bad putting Kosovo yeah, in there. Yeah, <laughs> that's more of just like a, it's an honor. It's like a, yeah, thanks was, for being with us. Mm-hmm. Same with Vaduce and the Liechtensteinians. Yes. Like, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, I was just I hope technically to see you again. eliminated today, so yeah, we hope to see had you to again. put them in there. Uh, Greece, I think today they were fine, but yeah, they've yeah, lost they a lot. Also, see them out. We've put a lot of lo- we've put a lot of worst of on them. So. Yeah, uh, Denmark were pretty disappointing. I thought with Underlecht and uh, not Underlecht, with uh, Silkborg and Michelin's performances, but Michelin was okay. Yeah, Silkborg yeah. was playing at West Ham. You know? Yeah, nothing they um, can do there. So like... Cyprus were pretty bad, I thought, and yeah. you know they've had a really bad group stage after really exciting qualifying. Yeah, uh, but I think it's got to be Norway. Norway were bad. Bodo yeah. losing to Zurich—that's and the way they lost, getting destroyed like yeah. that. that Moldo never really being in it. Yeah, well, Moldo were up. Yeah, yeah, and then threw that away. I think that's yeah, pretty that's embarrassing. What I mean. and yeah. And both, now yeah. they I have agree. to. Yeah, I now they have to play Ghent, and both teams could be eliminated mm-hmm. from competition. So yes, yeah. I agree. That's the right answer. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts to add, David? Um, I think my only final thought is uh, cheers to the gaffer. Cheers to the gaffer? Cheers to the gaffer. Cheers to the gaffer. Goodbye.